Morning, y'all. I'm Katie Kamen, and it's Thursday, December 21st. On this date in 1620, pilgrims aboard the Mayflower went ashore for the first time at present-day Plymouth, Massachusetts. On this day in 1913, the first newspaper crossword puzzle was published in the New York World. At the time, it was called the Word Cross Puzzle. Now get ready for a little trivia on your Thursday. On this date in 1891, an experimental new game devised by James Naismith was played for the first time in Springfield, Massachusetts. What sport did he invent? I'll have that answer coming up. But first, it's time to check in on your first alert forecast. And good Thursday morning to you. Meteorologist Joey Sovide here. A cold start as you head outside this morning. Make sure you bundle up, warm up the cars once again. Today is the first official day of winter. Feeling like it. 30s and 20s out the door early today. We'll be in the mid-50s at lunchtime. Not as chilly this afternoon. We'll see a high of around 60 degrees with plenty of sunshine. But we cool back down quickly tonight. Not as cold, but still in the 30s tomorrow morning. 63 tomorrow afternoon. 66 on Saturday by Christmas Eve. 68 We'll call it mainly dry, just a very small chance of a shower. May see a little bit better rain by Christmas Day, high around 67. You're listening to Morning Y'all, your local headlines and first alert weather forecast. Powered by the Low Country's news leader, Live 5 News. Now, let's get to your morning headlines. Two men have now been saved off the coast of Charleston after their boat sank. According to the U.S. Coast Guard, a mayday call was received around 1030 last night. A boat crew from Charleston and a helicopter crew from Coast Guard Air Station Savannah were launched to rescue the two boaters. You're taking a look at video of that rescue. Yeah, really scary situation. The teams used some direction-finding technology to triangulate the vessel's last known position, which was about 34 miles off the coast. The men were taken to MUSC for medical care. No arrests have been made in a deadly double shooting in Berkeley County yesterday morning. Deputies with the sheriff's office were called to Summer Creek Mobile Home Park on College Park Road. Once on scene, deputies found one victim dead in the road and a second victim who'd been shot and killed in the doorway of a mobile home. The coroner's office has released the names of the victims as 21-year-old Ismael Rodriguez and 15-year-old Jose Nieto. Investigators are asking for anyone with information or video of that incident to contact the Berkeley County Sheriff's Office. The name of the man who was found dead in a car in North Charleston has now been released. The Charleston County coroner says 20-year-old Christopher Rivers died from a gunshot wound. Police responded to the area of Joppa Avenue just after midnight yesterday. Rifle shell casings were found near the car that Rivers was in. No arrests have been made in this case. Parts of the low country are experiencing a pause in the shellfish industry. This comes after the South Carolina Department of Health and Environmental Control issued a release saying it's Sunday's excessive rainfall led to an unhealthy level of bacteria getting into the waters. DHEC officials say that they are required to issue these closures when areas get more than four inches of rainfall in a 24-hour span. Some area seafood markets tell us this is the busiest time of year for oysters. So the pause is causing a little bit of a panic, they tell us. The next round of sampling results are expected this afternoon. When the harvesting areas are back open, all depends on the water quality. You can find a list of the shellfish management areas temporarily closed under this web story on live5news.com. There's a push to bring more parking to a development being built called the Cape on Kiowa Island. Residents there say the issue for not enough parking was pointed out by them and now 
uh, there's presented plans to fix it. However, the plans for the condominium only intend to address part of the parking problem as the developers have yet to submit revised plans for the rest of the parking issues. The community feels like they are not involved enough in what gets approved. We're worried as a community that the planning director will will overlook once again. So the community has uh, gotten involved and we're we're, uh, watching very closely. Town Council is expected to consider changes to the development review process at their next meeting. Well, Christmas is right around the corner, and many of you may be preparing to hit the roads or take a flight. Yeah, that's right. And this holiday season, AAA projects the second highest nationwide travel season since 2019. Live 5's Destiny Kennedy joins us live in Charleston this morning. So, Destiny, what do officials say is contributing to this high number of travelers? Katie Shelby, officials with AAA tell me they expect to see pre-pandemic levels, and the reason for that is that there are no restrictions. AAA expects high numbers of South Carolina travelers this year with a record number of travelers. The roads, airports, and cruise lines will be more crowded than normal. For those hitting the road, drivers can expect to pay about the same or less for a gallon of gas than they did last holiday season. Last year, the South Carolina average on Christmas Day and New Year's Day was $2.83 and $2.79. If you plan to travel by air, average ticket prices are slightly lower than last year and cruises are expected to bounce back in a big way. AAA's Director of Public Affairs, Tiffany Wright, tells me it's important for travelers to not wait the last minute. I can't stress it enough that if you haven't made your travel plans, um, consider, you know, making them as soon as possible, working with a travel agent, purchasing travel insurance, because we know this time of year we hear about delays and cancellations. So you want to ensure that you're, 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 you're protecting yourself should you encounter any road bumps along the way. The holiday travel period spans from this Saturday, December 23rd to January 1st. Reporting live in Charleston, Destiny Kennedy, Live 5 News. Charlton County School District, who was found guilty of murder, has now had her teaching license revoked. In September, Rita Pangalangan was found guilty of murder in the 2019 death of her 13-year-old daughter. She was sentenced to 37 years for murder. At the time of her arrest, Pangalangan was an employee of the Colleton County School District and overall had more than 25 years of teaching experience. Last week, the State Board of Education voted to permanently revoke her certificate. A man is facing charges after deputies in Georgetown County had to save a dog left behind in floodwaters during Sunday's storm. Roosevelt Chandler III is being charged with animal cruelty. He's been booked into the county jail. The sheriff's office says the dog was found chained to a tree off High Market Street as water rose above its shoulders. The dog was barking in distress as a deputy moved through the floodwaters to rescue it. The dog has since been taken to the St. Francis Animal Center. We're learning some new details in the case of a Midlands father and daughter who were found dead after being reported in Calhoun County. Six-year-old Michelle Murph and 42-year-old Jason Murph were reported missing Sunday. Our sister station in Columbia tells us around 8 that night, Jason's wife got a call from someone who said her husband slid off the road and wrecked his car. After she wasn't able to get in contact with the two, a search started. The father and daughter were found about 100 yards away from their truck. An autopsy is scheduled for tomorrow.
Federal agents are searching the home of a couple accused of burning a cross in their yard in the Conway area. The burning cross was found over the Thanksgiving weekend after neighbors noticed it. Warden Butler and Alexis Hartnett were arrested and charged with second-degree harassment. A police report shows that during the arrest, Hartnett yelled racial slurs at the neighbors. Since their arrests, the NAACP has launched an investigation into the cross burning. Right now, the Orangeburg County Sheriff's Office needs your help looking for a woman who's been missing since August. Take a look at your screen. 49-year-old Melissa Aguilar last had contact with family on August 17th. Investigators say she left her Four Wind Road home after an argument with an ex. Anyone with information uh, should call that number there on your screen, 803-534-3550. In North Charleston, officers are looking for a missing 15-year-old. Mark Coakley, who you see on your screen, was last seen Tuesday morning around 845. He's wearing a black shirt and black joggers. Police say he's likely near Charleston Farms. You can call 843-822-1113 if you have any information on where Coakley might be. We've got an update to a story that we first brought you yesterday morning. The Charleston County Coroner is now releasing the name of a man who died in a single car crash on Johns Island. We covered this story extensively yesterday. 22-year-old Miguel Lopez Mejia died from injuries that he got in yesterday morning's crash on Maybank Highway. Lopez Mejia was driving over the Stono River Bridge when he lost control of the car, ran off the side of the road, and hit a tree. Investigators say he was not wearing a seatbelt and he was thrown from the car. A Lexington County lawmaker is pushing to add more suicide prevention laws to South Carolina. Right now, only two suicide prevention laws have ever been enacted at the state house. Suicide is among the leading causes of death for teens and young adults in the state. Katrina Sheely has proposed a series of bills aimed to address a concerning trend, including some focused on youth suicide prevention one of which would require kindergarten through high school teachers to get two hours of suicide prevention training. The General Assembly will be back in session at the State House in less than three weeks. After those devastating coastal storms hit the low country this weekend, we're now getting a look at the dozens of cars that were parked that got totaled. Now, these cars that you're about to see belong to Carnival Cruise passengers. Two of those passengers, Stephanie and Wesley Royal, traveled to Charleston from North Carolina for a five-day cruise before the holidays, then came home to this. We got to the cars, and honestly, I, we, we've never seen anything like it. Everybody had their hoods up. It was crazy. Um, the folks next, parked next to us had informed us that the cars had flooded and that the engines were history. A really tough situation. Carnival Cruise Line says it regrets that some of those cars were impacted. It claims it'll assist passengers in ways that they can. On the verge of collapse is how one West Ashley homeowner describes a bridge on Highway 61 that she says is a serious danger to pedestrians. And now neighbors that live nearby that bridge are also speaking up about the close calls on a bridge they claim have non-existing shoulders. Our Alicia Wimberly looked into the issue and explains why this bridge is being called dangerous in the first place. Good morning, Alicia. Yeah, good morning, ladies. Well, I was told the bridge has a nickname. 
Some neighbors are calling it the scary bridge. The bridge is on Highway 61, right before the Bees Ferry Road intersection. Two orange cones are placed on the northbound side of the bridge near the guardrail. We received this What's Driving You Crazy concern from a viewer who lives in the Springfield neighborhood, directly across from the bridge. However, we decided to dig deeper and found multiple people living in that community had a complaint about the conditions of the bridge. People like Karen Hadley, who says even though the bridge is short, it's scary to drive over because it's so narrow for two-way traffic. She says if someone is walking or biking on either side, cars have to come to almost a complete stop or go around simply because it's potentially dangerous for the pedestrian. Hadley says the bridge hasn't been updated since she's been in the neighborhood, which is almost three decades. It's hard for cars to get out because it's two-way, and so you literally have to, it's got to be two hands on the wheel. Uh, it's a white-knuckle bridge. Um, you have to just be very careful that, you, that someone doesn't swerve, and you just hope they're not texting and driving. Uh, Rob Perry, the chief engineer for bridges at SCDOT, told me at minimum they inspect bridges every two years, and they inspect their deep water bridges with underwater inspections every five years for a more thorough inspection. Now, Hadley says in terms of improvement, she'd appreciate if the bridge was replaced and adding a sidewalk would be beneficial for pedestrians. We're waiting to hear back from SCDOT in terms of possible maintenance and repairs. You can give the gift of a furry friend this Christmas for half the price. And there are just a few days left to sign up for the Charleston Animal Society's Home for the Holidays Christmas event, where they'll deliver a pet right to your door. Our Autumn Klein joins us live from the shelter to tell us more about this annual event and why the shelter needs some help from you in the community. Good morning, Autumn. Good morning, Shelby and Katie. Charleston Animal Society has been partnering with Hendrick Auto Group for over 10 years now to deliver dogs and cats to your door on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. They are currently waiving all adoption fees because the shelter is so overcrowded. As of right now, only six animals are set to be adopted as a part of the home for the holiday event. I am told that the shelter is at a critical point of overcrowding, particular, particularly with adult dogs and kittens. But adoption is a huge commitment, so if you are unable to adopt, the shelter also offers volunteer opportunities as well as foster programs. The shelter is also currently matching any donation made before December 31st, courtesy of a $25,000 grant they received. I spoke with Kay Hyman, Director of Community Engagement for the shelter, who tells me they need help in any way you can provide, whether that be through donating money, supplies, or your time, shopping at their retail, retail store, which funds their work, or fostering an animal for even just a day. Hyman says they really want to find homes for these animals, though, and that is one of the reasons this Christmas event is one of the best things they do all year. So it's super important for people to see that we still need help. We, we, all year long, we've been saying that we're overcrowded with adult dogs, and it hasn't changed because the animals are still pouring in and not enough of them are, are going out. So this is another way for us to highlight those animals, to help us to, to get them into people's homes. And there's nothing better than adding a pet at Christmas time. It's a, a really lasting memory for You can still sign up to adopt a pet and have it delivered to you for Christmas between now and Saturday. The shelter is open today and tomorrow from 12 to 3 and Saturday from 10 to 5. All you have to do is come to the shelter and pick your pet. Reporting live in North Charleston, Autumn Klein, Live 5 News. At the top of the show, I told you the first game of a new sport was played on this date in 1891 in Massachusetts. That game, 
devised by James Naismith. Might have been unheard of back then, but today we know it as basketball. Celebrating birthdays on this Thursday, TV talk show host Phil Donahue is 88. Actress Jane Fonda is 86. Actor Samuel L. Jackson is 75. Actor comedian Ray Romano is 66. Actor Kiefer Sutherland is 57. And contemporary Christian singer Natalie Grant is 52. Thanks so much for joining us for Morning Y'all, powered by Live 5 News. I'm Katie Kamen. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Morning Y'all is produced every weekday morning. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and download the Live 5 News app for your mobile device. Get the latest news and weather updates 24-7 from Live 5 News, the Low Country's news leader.